Kia ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season two of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. Kia ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I am so freaking excited to have M on today's episode. Uh, M and I met a couple of years ago. Um, M came and did some yoga with Seed Waikato um, down at the link. It was so cool to do some yoga with the team. And then randomly in a car ride back from Spirit Fest, and then um, we've connected more recently, sharing space together um, and really going on a deeper journey of hmm, sisterhood, connection, community, and our ability to share our weirdness, our freakiness, our crazy with the world in a way that feels really authentic and that isn't shamed, that isn't judged, that isn't criticized. Um, and so I love that about you, Em. I love that you've given me a permission slip to be more of who I truly am. And I'm so excited for this episode. So Em is a yoga instructor um, and runs beautiful retreats, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful retreats, beautiful workshops, and has an online studio that people can connect in with. Um, and so kia ora and welcome, Em. How are you and what's alive for you right now? Kia ora, Gem. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great to be here. Um, as we just spoke about just showing up as mm. we are um, and coming quite unprepared and just trusting that what needs to flow out will flow out. I love that. Um, what's alive right now? Right now. Well, as mothers, which is the other level on uh, which we are beginning to connect, I think, mm. um, delving into that space, we have um, our children are the same age, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Malachi's three, huh? Three in August. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Izzy's a little bit older. But um, yeah, I am, I'm here. I am battling through solo mama working life. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep deprivation all the fun stuff um and just really I mean my whole outlook on life is like everything's an experiment for me it always has been it's like let's try a little bit of this let's try a little bit of that oh what happens if I do this what happens if I do that so I always kind of have this curiosity um which is such a big part of uh what I weave into everything that I do and I and I invite that and in other people as well so thank you for mm-hmm. um sharing that you felt like I had given you a permission slip because yes it wasn't even an intentional thing but I'm just so happy that that came across because um yeah again that's another big piece of like my mission statement is just full permission Mm. Um, so yeah so part of that is also giving myself full permission mm. um, to 
to make mistakes, to get it wrong, to, um, yeah, not to, to take imperfect action. Um, and I suppose that shows up in all areas of life. Um, you know, motherhood, that's, that's a struggle for me at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. sleep, I'm really feeling that's quite a weight for me. Mm-hmm. And that my energy is not full and, and, and replenished and recharged every day because I'm, you know, not getting enough sleep. So that's a big thing. Um, uh, what's alive in my work uh, is a lot of expansion, which is another big word uh, that I love to incorporate in my life and in my work. Um, and this year for me has really been about going all in on myself mm. and actually accepting and realizing that I am an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um, and that you know investing in that um, so it's been about trainings and coaching and learnings and connecting with people who are also in that realm like yourself um, so that's been a huge shift and a huge kind of evolution in my in my uh mindset towards um towards business I suppose and really looking at myself as a business and not just this kind of mother Teresa figure that floats around offering yoga classes here and there and you know um so trying to tap into that more kind of savvy businesswoman a little bit as well yeah um yeah that's that's kind of what's going on for me at the moment Mm, I love that thank you for presencing those things it's been such an interesting journey to, um, for myself as well, with this new space that I've been moving in as a trauma recovery coach is to really look at, I guess there's the art and the science to the medicine of what you share with the world, whether that's yoga or coaching or writing or whatever your practice is for creative expression, say, And that there is this other piece that gets to come in, which is around the entrepreneurial mindset, the entrepreneurial way of being, the entrepreneurial way of doing to really support that creative expression to flourish. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing how that's so alive for you this year with expansion and how those two get to marry together. And then the real reality of like, I'm sleep deprived as a mother like so true you'll notice or perhaps you won't in this podcast episode my eye is twitching so much Malachi's sleep is so out of whack and we're co-sleeping and he's waking up multiple times in the night and um, it's like wow how do I balance this and have realistic expectations for myself as well how do you how do you find real like how do you set expectations for yourself in such a nuanced time of your life where you are journeying as a solo mama and also in the space of expansion Mm. yeah good question I think that's where it comes back to that experiment that whole like okay well let's try this let's try that what happens if I take this away if I add this in if I change this up Mm. giving yourself permission again to 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 trial and error things and mm-hmm. get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a big part of it is it's difficult because 
the way I am as a mother, I'm very warm and soft and kind and nurturing and compassionate. Um, and I think being on your own, you, I kind of feel like I'm good cop, bad cop. So um, I think what I need to do is firm up and apply instruction and a little more discipline. And it's funny that I've noticed that slipping as a mother to my daughter because that's also the element that slips to myself as well is mm. naturally not a very structured or disciplined person. I'm very go with the flow. I'm very in the moment. I'm very like, I live kind of intuitively. Like, how am I feeling? How can I meet myself here right now? What do I need? Mm-hmm. Um, which is beautiful, but also... Yeah, sometimes I feel there's lacking boundaries or containers um, for certain things that really need it. So that's something I'm going to be stepping into soon is trialing out some new nighttime discipline and through the night discipline, which I think is going to get worse before it gets better. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another huge piece when it comes to anything where you need to create change or you're stepping into something new um, is there's always going to be this kind of first hump this first obstacle which most people not most people but a lot of people will be fearful of or it'll be too hard or you know um it brings up too much discomfort and Mm -hmm. I've learned throughout my life that if I can just keep going over that that thing Mm. on the other side is always so worth it Mm. um so that's what I'm going to be stepping into um other than that it's more about how can I keep balance in other areas? So are there any, you know, good quality bioavailable supplements that I can take that are going to support me at this time? Um, You know, making sure that I meet my nervous system where it's at. That's a huge part of what I teach is like, what does your body and your nervous system actually need today? Do I need to move? Do I need to shake off some energy and get my blood flowing and my breath flowing? Or do I actually need to lie on the floor and do a 60 minute yoga nidra mm-hmm. and just give my body like a pocket of rest and recharge? So it's really just listening in um, to your body, which again takes practice because many of us are so disconnected Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are walking around quite numb without even realizing and so yeah um that is how I'm doing it (laughs) I love that I love that what what I heard you say was like a a framework that lets you pick things up and try them on it's like I'm going to experiment I'm going to set a hypothesis hypothesis (laughs) set a hypothesis Give that a crack. Yeah. Reflect. What did I learn? What did I, what will I change? Make adjustments and then keep moving with that. And that's really liberating, I think, as a recovering perfectionist to be able to um, give yourself some freedom and some spaciousness around your creativity, around the way things are being organized, which is really beautiful. Yeah. The other piece was around how you connect in with your body and connect with your nervous system and understand what it needs and offering it that. And what was the piece in the middle there? Um, was it talking about nutrition and supplementation? Just That's it. ways that you can support your body, um, yeah. your mind and your nervous system. And also just, um, yeah, moving into a little bit more structure and discipline with myself. And yes. Not avoiding 
that hump of like, well, I know two weeks sleep training is going to be really shit and I'm probably mm-hmm. going to get tireder mm-hmm. and st- more stressed. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that is going to be more space, more freedom, more energy, more sleep. So it's yes. like really bearing down and just knowing that um, if you can just ride it through, ride that wave, um, that it will be worth it on the other side. So, and it's, it, it is, you know, you can't have everything. That's something that I've also learned is there's always going to be, I don't know if sacrifice and compromise is the right word, but you know, it is this balance of bringing things in, taking things back. Um, and when you have good people in your life, people understand that and people are there and there to support you. And I think that's the other imperative piece is finding and having people, friends, family, partners who are also willing to meet you where you're at as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you feel pressured or swayed or influenced, it, it, you know, it's so hindering. Mm -hmm. absolutely I love that reflection and I loved what you were saying before like your awareness to realize that you were being invited to create more devotion and discipline whatever the languaging is that feels good there or structure um, for yourself and that that was also what was being invited in your motherhood journey as well in your parenting and I can really resonate with that I've come out of being kind of in this hyper masculine way of doing and being in my previous role and really allowing myself over the last 10, 12 months, the spaciousness to be, to connect with the core energy that moves through me, which is a feminine energy and build a relationship with that and give it the spaciousness and the freedom and the um, presence to be with what's alive to feel what has wanted to be felt and to recalibrate renew restore and now I feel like I'm at this place where it's like right you are and it's reflected in my parenting it's like you are being called to create some more discipline Mm. and so I've called in a a incredible incredible um, coach to support me in creating some more structures and routines Um, and accountability to do so as well because I respond really well to accountability and um, you know yes there will be an amazing shift within my creativity but everything and this is where we started with the um, with the outcomes for the coaching was really about actually my son is my number one priority and this is about creating more spaciousness and freedom for us to have more play and connection in this beautiful life. Mm. And I'm willing to make the sacrifices now, like you say, front loading that heavy lifting to get over that hump and on the other side, really experience the fruit of it. But you're so right. So many people see that hump and go, it shouldn't be this hard. I don't have the nervous system or capacity to actually hold this hard. So I'm going to slip back into this numbed out place. And I'm, I'm curious if you're able to speak into like, what does that numbed out place look like and sound like? And, and perhaps if there may be people listening being like, oh, that may be me. <laughs> what would be your invitation for that with the new awareness? Mm. I, think, um, I think it's going to present differently within everybody. Um, and... It depends where you are and what your balance 
where you are in life and I think that it can be it can be more of an emotional numbing or it can be more of a physical numbing or it can be a combination and obviously because everything is so intrinsically connected between the mind the breath the body you know you can't just look at one area it's a very holistic thing and you'll find that when you start to work on one area that that you know that will disperse and spread out into the rest of your body the rest of your mind space the rest of your life um, it's a very kind of snowball effect once once you are willing to just look in and just have a little look have a little peek see what's going on lay it all out on the table um, and I think you know that starts with not freaking out that like oh shit that might be me that might be me walking around numb you know it's like well actually the human body the human mind the human nervous system is not designed to sustain the life that we are living at the moment mm. just not we're not evolved enough it's I mean we're not we're not supposed to be this busy we're not supposed to carry this level of kind of low-grade chronic stress that is mm. ever-present just because of everything COVID like relationships like just everything that the world entails these days so to some degree it's kind of a given that when you pair that with also childhood traumas that a lot of people haven't had the space or time or knowledge to unpack yet, the combination of that and that is just like this recipe for disconnection, really. So, you know, if you are thinking, oh, that's me, well, mm. join the club. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like, a, oh, shit, this is a terrible thing. Um, but there's a lot, there's lots of ways you can start to explore that. Um, and uh, I guess a good place to start is talking to your friends and family, asking for feedback, um, noticing your reactions to things, um, being more mindful, practicing mindfulness, um, and just really getting curious. It comes back to that curiosity. Mm -hmm. What am I feeling? And looking at, looking at it as this kind of experiment, like, oh, wow, it's really interesting that I just thought that. It's really interesting that my body just felt that way. Where did I feel that in my body? Um, so there's all that kind of listening in to these little subtle signs and signals that the body is, is giving us um, that we tend to shut down or ignore. Um, so that's one way you can start to just check in and, and see where you're at um I mean a great way to do that is come to a yoga class because that is going to bring everything to the to the surface uh-huh <laughs> um I think uh I don't know do you have any what do you what do you feel what do you think on that I'd love to yeah hear I love I love the level of self-compassion that you have in that share as well for yourself and for the human experience it's like yeah welcome to the club I was down at the four square the other day and I was standing in front of the fridge and I was like, I want to get some like pulpy orange juice. And then I realized I had totally disassociated for like five minutes in front of the freaking orange juice. And I came back and then I was like, oh my gosh, how long have I been here disassociating in front of the freaking orange juice and then I was like wow okay there is an invitation here uh, there's something trying to come up mm -hmm. um and it's you know like 
I think coming to this place, I used to, I used to think that there, like, and I know we say it all the time, like healing is a journey. It's not a destination. Uh, but I used to truly believe like if I could really get to the root cause of the root cause of all the things that cause all the shit in my life, I would be able to finally be happy mm-hmm. and enjoy my life and have good relationships and meaningful work and whatever else. But the reality is, is like, what I'm journeying with at the moment is just like this full acceptance of the unity in darkness and light of being a human being. Like we're not, otherwise you're always on a hamster wheel trying to fix every problem, right? So it's just been this really interesting journey. And so, you know, when I start to notice myself being numbed out, disassociating is my favorite thing, going to Fantasy Island. It's really like, okay, what would love do in noticing what I have just done? Because the default response is to shame, judge, and criticize. So how the fuck are you still disassociating at 30 with all the trauma healing you've done, right? And so instead of that, what I'm doing at the moment is like, all right, that just happened. What would love do right now? what is love as a treatment? So, and then it's also an invitation to feel into what's coming up in my emotional body to be processed. And where am I going to give myself the space this week as a working mom to make it happen for myself to process what wants to be felt. Mm. So. Mm. I love that. I feel like that added on that extra little piece that was missing from what I said. Um, And I agree, like, you know, you can get really stuck in this, and I've done it myself, and caught myself a million times, like getting stuck in like, I need to heal, heal, heal. And the more healed I can be, you know, the more happy I'm going to be. And it's just not, it just doesn't work like that. It's, mm-hmm. um, you can bring all the stuff to the surface. You can, you know, have all the green smoothies and do all the yoga, but, you know, the happiness and the peace comes in the simplicity and the, in the small moments and the mindfulness and the presence and being present with what is Mm-hmm. And not feeling this need to fix and change and be somewhere different or be feeling something different mm. um, and that's another way I think you can really start to notice if you are numbing out is notice what your habits are in terms of where do you go where do you go automatically when you might be feeling a little uncomfortable is it your phone is it the tv is it gaming is it like what what are your habits you know, do you sleep less? Do you sleep more? Um, I've got a thing where I have this one thumbnail and I pick it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I look at this thumb and I'm like, if this thumb looks like a state, I know I'm really stressed. Mm-hmm. And it's almost automatic. I don't notice it now because I've really numbed out to that. And it's a nervous system discomfort thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I do is I bite my lip and I'm like, okay, so why am I doing that? I'm trying to you know, I'm compensating for something, some, some, somewhere that I feel uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what you said about what would love do, like, I just honestly, if you can tap into that at all times, <laughs> like a good way of thinking of it is like, think of someone who is the embodiment of love to you, it could be a sister, it could be a mom, it could be your child. And it's like, what would that person say? Or how would that person hold me right now? 
Mm-hmm. And you have to learn to start rewiring the way you speak to yourself and your inner dialogue mm-hmm. to, to speak like that to you because it's so easy to give it out mm-hmm. and give all these permission slips out and then go home and hold this like relentlessly high standard for yourself all the time. Um, and that's just another way to put your nervous system out of balance. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for so um, articulately describing um, my human experience. <laughs> this is why we connected. We oh, the high expectations. Com- your complex, your dynamic. Me too. Hey, let's yeah. talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And I think for me, coming out of the mental health system as a way to treat what was present and alive for me further perpetuated dysfunction because it's like not giving me a permission slip um I remember for example I remember when my doctor diagnosed my psychiatrist diagnosed me um it was about 12 years ago with drug-induced bipolar and schizophrenia and they said to me you will struggle to live independently hold down a full-time job or integrate back into society because you are so far gone or so highly medicated um, I couldn't drive, like, I, you know, I was living with my grandparents. It was a really difficult time. Um, I was in a state of psychosis um, and didn't come out of that for about four months. But there was something inside of me that's like, who are you to tell me what my life is going to be? And having that internal response drove me to challenge every limitation of what those labels have meant for me and to push the edge of um, what has been possible for me. And I feel incredibly proud of it. And I feel like I'm kind of over the um, I'm a prove you wrong energy. And I'm like really in this place of like, How can I accept and embrace more fully the uniqueness that makes me who I am, including the way that I think, feel and be in this world, because it is not neurotypical. It is diverse in its ways (laughs) and and also take radical responsibility for um, the parts of me that feel out of mis- like total misalignment and go to work on them too, you know? So I love this conversation. I love that it's bringing this up, you know, what's that been like for you as well? It's, it's crazy to hear you and, and wonderful to share that. Um, I actually didn't know that about you and I have a very similar story. <laughs> yeah. So I was, um, diagnosed first with depression at 13 put on medication straight away wow I just think man 13 like my brain was so ripe and you know I don't know just easily influenced and confused and you're you're battling with so much at that age in terms of identity and and the world um so that was the first step and then I also went down a really troublesome path of um of drugs from about 16 to 20 was crazy and I same as you I was on antipsychotics um and different things I remember like falling asleep at night and hearing music playing in my head and I couldn't make Mm. my head stop and I was like I'm actually crazy and that's all I ever thought about myself was I knew that I was different but I always thought the difference was a bad thing right weird and like just you know people didn't like me and there's something 
like innately wrong with me mm-hmm. that stemmed from like birth and I was just always going to be this kind of weird freak with things wrong with me um, but I had the same as you but it wasn't such a drive to I didn't feel that it was more like a gentle knowing of like okay I've been through all this shit and I've never been hurt or like I, I scathed through this really scary like life-threatening few years of my life pretty untouched and that's when I kind of knew like you know I'm going to be okay I don't know how what that looks like Mm. and then um yeah and then it was years of battling with the post-drugs anxiety Mm -hmm. because I messed with all my brain chemicals and my neurotransmitters and my nervous system Mm -hmm. I smoked cigarettes you know I drank I um attracted a lot of like um, unsafe men into my life all that kind of stuff um mm-hmm. it was a mess it was really bad and then and then I removed myself completely from it I went to the other side of the world and I started fresh there I lived in England and I quit smoking I started going to the gym so I started really basic it was like okay how can I look after my body a little better maybe I'll stop smoking maybe I'll start going to the gym and then you know progressively as you start to bring in these pieces or take away certain pieces you start to feel better and it becomes the snowball starts to roll the other way Mm. and you feel better so you're like well I'm going to do some more of that because I feel really good and then you start to have a little bit more self-esteem you start to build a little bit more connection with your body so it's this process um, and it's that again that initial hump of making that shift is is the hardest part. Once the ball gets rolling, you're away. Mm. And then it was like, I ran a half marathon and I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I can do this. Like I can be me, I can start to be me, but very much the same as you, only in the last two years, I would say, and I'm 33 now, have I really felt like I've started to even step into who I am. Like it's only just begun yes they're like starting at 13 with mental health problems and all this stuff yeah like wow yeah I love that wow honoring you in your journey that's so beautiful to hear and that you were the one that took yourself to the other side of the earth to begin this journey you were the one that invited the question what does looking after my body a little bit better look like today you were the one that quit smoke like you then build this trust within yourself of like actually I'm the one that's crying the tears I'm the one that's going over those hard bumps Mm -hmm. and I can do hard things like I can create a life for myself that feels in greater alignment of the truth of who I am which is so beautiful Mm -hmm. and what's here and what's present is like what is your connection with like a higher power or like have you felt a resonance with something beyond you in that journey or yeah what's that like what's that been like for you that's been an interesting one um being brought up in the UK and going to a a Christian school and going to church and all that kind of stuff and always being like I don't quite get this you know like I'll do it but I'm not quite sure about it um and then moving into finding yoga when I was 16 and exploring that kind of breath work um, and then going to university and exploring the brain, studying psychology. Mm. So I really tried to explore all the different pieces Mm -hmm. of what it means to be well and what it means to be happy. Um, And then for me, the spiritual piece as as a conscious thought or a conscious consideration has only really come in more recently. 
I've always clung to what is scientific, what is proven, what is concrete, what is factual, that real masculine, like, and the same as you, I went through this stage of like, fuck you, like to everyone that bullied me at school and like to everyone that thought I couldn't, I went through this really like, I'm approved myself, I'm a, mm. that kind of stage. And I'm the same as you, I'm very much out of that now. And I'm just kind of settling into who I, who I am. But um, mm-hmm. this is where the spiritual work starts to come in. Now that I've got the space, Mm-hmm. and the trust um to to start looking into that more but um I don't know what it is for me I feel like I feel there's a felt sense of there is something out there that is bigger than us they had I mean obviously there is and I believe in the magic of the universe um mm-hmm. not in a fluffy way but just in like well look at us look at how incredible we are as human beings the intricacy like mm. I don't know. I don't I don't have a particular relationship with a god or with a particular religion or anything like that. I just believe in in a higher power. Mm, yeah. And I think a recent discovery for me which I connected to through uh, one of our other friends Darwinia on her on a course I did with her was the concept of a, a spiritual connection to ancestry. And to people who have passed as well and Mm -hmm. feeling calling in that support of everybody in your lineage that has come before you Mm -hmm. was kind of there still cheering you on in spirit Mm -hmm. and I really felt that um in my lineage my background is um, I'm English full English so Scottish Welsh and I have a lot of um do you know who Oliver Cromwell is no no so he's um yeah, a lot of people that were like in the in the monarchy, kings and queens and things like that. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I need to acknowledge that and recognize that and be like, maybe that's where this fire comes from, you know? And it's almost mm. like, I want to honor like my people that came before me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are the levels that I'm experimenting on at the moment in terms of spiritual, mm. spiritual connection. But for me, the biggest spiritual connection when I feel most uh, connected is when I can connect to really deeply within myself. And I mean, beyond the thinking mind, beyond the feeling body, just to that kind of um, the essence of who you are, which is so peaceful, so calm, so unwavering. Mm. And, And that's when I feel most in alignment. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That point for me is after doing breath work, like I, the quickest way for me to access that is through Awaken Daily, which is a 10 round, 10 second hold, 20 round, 20 second hold, 30 round, 30 second hold mm-hmm. of breathing in and out of the mouth and even optimized if I can do it outside on the grass or like at the hucks or like at the beach like that's just like turned turned up but it's been such a journey to come home to that authentic part of me to actually like you say feel the safety and the trust to be with that part especially if that part has been judged shamed criticized by me most of my life thinking that it was wrong Mm -hmm. innately from birth that it was dysfunctional that that was um not right and therefore needing (laughs) intervention (laughs) 
Um, and I think what I'm discovering now in communion with that authentic self is like, it has a unique blueprint and how might I peel back the layers of everything that I have picked up to deny the truth of who I really am and, and essentially be liked or be loved or feel connected or I don't know, have a sense of belonging in an inauthentic way. And that's the truth of it. It's like I've created these masks and these adaptions and these habits and these ways of being that are so disconnected from the truth of who I am that now in this season of my life, as I create the spaciousness to really be in devotion to that authenticity, I'm starting to see, whoa, like a lot of the ways that I have been relating to people have been not in integrity of the authenticity of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I can offer myself grace and compassion in that journey of like, yeah, I did that because I didn't think that it was okay to be the real me. And now how do I get to be in integrity with the truth of who I am by allowing myself a place of vulnerability that feels so edgy by the way to be truly vulnerable and like Brene Brown's version of vulnerable not like fake vulnerable yeah um and allow that authentic part to be outwardly expressed and for me that connection point back inward to that is the spiritual self is I guess this point that I had maybe a year ago where I was like you know what I've got no fucking idea what I'm doing and I'm handing this all over. I surrender and let go yeah. and am going to sit in different rituals and practices to discover what's in the stillness because I'm done intellectualizing my way there. I'm done trying to think it through and I'm done trying to analyze and psychoanalyze the shit out of everything outside of me to find some safety. It's not there. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just love that so much and you're so right and I resonate with everything you've just said and you know we go up into the mind because it's it's um it can feel safe because this is where we feel like our control center is is if I can analyze this if I can preempt this if I can try and figure out the outcome if I can justify things we feel more in control and and as human beings um, we hate uncertainty. Uncertainty is like the most uncomfortable, along with true vulnerability, like you said. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I honor that so much. And this is what the world needs more of. So I feel like we really connect on that level. And that, that kind of brings us to that conversation that we first opened up to with each other. And we sort of looked at each other and went, oh my God, you get it, was about the integration mm -hmm. of, of, of the parts. And how we tend to just pick and choose maybe one or two pieces of who we are and we live our life through those pieces mm -hmm. and the rest of us is just shut down, shamed, ignored, made really, really small. Um, and the scary thing about that is the more we push down, the more pushback we're going to get. And, you know, um, all those things are going to come up and, ex and express themselves anyway and mm -hmm. in ways that are really, really unhelpful for us in life. So coming back to that kind of unlearning and peeling back and like kudos to you, you know, when you've really got to rewire some deeply, deeply ingrained conditioning that 
it's almost like your hardwiring, your blueprint that you have been born and brought up with. That's that that is that is the work. That's the thought work, and that's really hard, and it feels so fucking uncomfortable. Um, one of my coaches I'm working with at the moment gave me a really good, she's really good with an, like analogies and metaphors. And I work really well with that when I can get this visual. Mm-hmm. So she explains it where like the brain and the pathways in the brain that we operate on naturally and automatically, the brain will always fire in the most, and as a, in a default way, in the, the most um, walked path. So whatever you repeat and rehearse, um, is going to become the most comfortable and the, mo- the quickest firing pathway. So mm-hmm. the quickest firing pathway in the brain will become your, your default way of thinking, of responding, of, of viewing things through your lens, your frame. Um, and that's like the highway. So you imagine the big wide highway and the cars are going like 110, they're going really fast and you can just go cruise control. And then the, and, and trying to break away from that and, and um, rewire is like getting out of machete and walking this goat track where all that's crossed through this land is a freaking goat. And there's like these big bushes everywhere and you've got your machete up and you're like chopping <laughs> through and you're sweating and you're like, it's really hard work. But, you know, the more you walk through that path and you chop out those bushes and you get through, you walk back and forward, up and down that path, and then it opens up. It becomes freer. It becomes more comfortable. And that is that is the process of um, changing your thought habits and your conditioning. And it's, it's a lot of work, but it's doable. Yes, it's doable with the support. It's doable with the connection and community around you too as well. I love being able to journey alongside friends you know even a year ago and be like wow you know like it's so clear in your outward expression of who you be the work that's taking place internally and I feel like that's such a privilege especially when because of those different stressful life events or traumas that have taken place especially relational trauma like if you've had stress in relation to another person often what can happen is like your adaption is to be hyper independent and this was definitely mine it's like I can't trust anyone I can do everything on my own everyone lets me down or everyone leaves these are all stories I made up as a result of being in isolation from stressful experiences with people in the past and it was all realizing like they are all stories and they can be rewritten and there is other ways of being in the world. And it was like, what? And being able to then actually, like you say, go down the goat track with the machete and let people in, let people mm-hmm. see me. And in doing so, being able to see all the parts and I guess receive like a different level of accountability too around that instead of kind of doing it all on my own Um and kind of self-governing myself in a really independent way was like, actually, that's so exhausting and it's so tiring. And, you know, like when you can let your heart be open again and trust, you're going to receive this all in such an abundant way. And that feels so transformative, I guess, in this healing journey is like that piece of being in community of being able to be coached or mentored or guided by someone who's walked the goat track that you're trying to go down, you know? Exactly. (laughs) It is possible. (laughs) I swear it is. 
<laughs> yeah. And what's really alive right now, Em, is this beautiful card that I um, pulled right at the start of our call from the Starseed Oracle deck. And um, the card is a new earth. Um, a new earth. It's happening. Hold the vision. And what's really alive for me with this is like this new place of journeying with heaven on earth being part of the inner experience that in embracing heaven on earth in the here and now and who I be that my embodiment then can create a space of safety and curiosity for exploring what that might look like in the external um, and in connection to Papa Tuanuku, in connection to Mother Earth, um, how that feels as well to be in that space. And I'm curious, as you hear those words, what's alive for you in a space of a new earth? Mm, I love, I love to hold the hold the vision. It's happening, hold the vision. And that kind of comes back to like no matter how many of those humps you have to have to move through and move over. Um, yeah, don't compromise on the magic that you can feel because if we all connect in enough, it's there, it's there within each and every one of us. Um, and I believe there's a lot of beautiful work happening in the world, especially after the chaos of the last couple of years with COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shifts. There's a lot of people out there sharing their medicine and their light and their, um, their knowledge and their wisdom. And yeah, I think that this connecting with people, um, with like-minded people and, and coming together in that community um, is going to be such a powerful medicine for for creating a new a new earth that sounds really cheesy but I, I just I know yeah I, you know what I mean like yeah 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 that's beautiful that's so beautiful and you know this podcast episode this podcast season is all really about the new paradigm of leadership and I think over the years um really having an understanding of leadership is something that is external mm -hmm. Um, something that you see in the world and you decide to take some level of responsibility for. There's a podcast episode coming out soon with Rickett and he talks about uh, leadership as taking responsibility for something. Yeah. And um, I guess, yeah, this season of the podcast is about how do we actually begin to look at um, leadership in different lenses mm. and I'm really curious to see what your lens is on that word how you feel about it what your relationship is like to it and what the new paradigm of leadership means for you I thought you might ask me that <laughs> um, so it's funny because when um when I originally looked over the notes on this is the first podcast I've ever done by the way so this is all kind of new to me M! oh my yeah. god absolutely nailing it yeah <laughs> um so I mean you know new new things is a is always a little out of the comfort zone but I love I love love pushing those those edges like you said at the start and just seeing what happens and 
you know, tapping into the space of there being no right or wrong and just going with it. So that's where mm. I'm at. But anyway, leadership. Um, it's funny because I've never, ever thought of myself as a leader, ever. And I don't know why. Um, it comes back to that kind of imposter syndrome, like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I do some things, but, you know, I'm no, I'm no leader. Um, I'm just a yoga teacher. And I don't know, I feel like, I mean, I've always known it's much bigger than that for me personally. Um, I think leadership is a huge responsibility. And I think that that, is, and, and, and a lot of people jump into leadership from, from a place of filling a void from a place of ego, from a place of needing power control, needing to create certainty. Um, there's so many kind of, yeah, um, toxic ways that leadership can be approached. Um, but it is, it is that realizing that it is such a huge responsibility. And I think that's where my kind of hesitation has come from. It's like, wow, like, can I do this? Like, who am I? Who am I to lead? Mm -hmm. um, this year, I've looked a lot more into star signs and astrology and numerology and all that kind of stuff, just as another, you know, another resource, another angle. And weaved throughout all of it uh, is like, you are a leader, you're meant to lead. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I can't deny it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so yeah, hearing you talk about choosing to take a bit of responsibility for shit that is happening in the world. I feel like that's where it fits in for me is like through our lived experience, I'm like, man, I've had some real like tough battles and some real trials and tribulations. And my trial and error and my experiment means that I can now share some answers and some hacks and some insights and some information that can support other people so that they don't have to spend 25 years like in the trenches you know hacking mm. through that bush um and I feel like that's where my place that's as a leader is 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 permission is expansion is experiment is uh, yeah permission expansion experiment yes so it's a set of values that you're choosing to live out and take responsibility for in your life. Mm. Yeah, that's really powerful. I love that frame and I haven't felt into it in that way before, which is really cool. Mm. Um, and I think for people listening to consider like, what are those values that are so core for me? Yep. And how am I choosing to live them out in my day, in my week, in my month, in my year? through a practical looks like and sounds like action that is actioned. <laughs> it's in your diary. It's part of your rituals or rhythms in your life. And I think there's something so beautiful I'm realizing too in this conversation with you, like the way that you took leadership for your experience and chose to stop smoking, start moving, go to another part of the world, connect with your um, your ancestors, you know, these are all different things that you have chosen to take responsibility for within your own human experience, which for me feels like leadership. It feels like self-leadership mm. and a foundation to then be able to, from a place of lived experience, from a place of I'm in, I'm in the trenches, you know, like I'm actually doing the work here mm. to be able to share from that place. There's so much integrity then, I guess, from 
a place of sharing from that place. Yeah. Mm. Does that feel alive for you? Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it, it's so easy for me to share from this place because I know, like I've lived this, it's real. And I know that if I have experienced this, if I feel this, there's a million other people out there. Mm -hmm. We're all different and we all have right. our different upbringings and our different pieces and our different parts. But I know that there are so many people out there that feel and experience the things that I have, or they know someone who has, and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it goes unspoken. It gets pushed down and people live their whole lives feeling this way mm -hmm. when it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. yeah. So my whole thing is like, yeah, it's just how to, how to um, give people access to their own freedom within themselves because from that place you know it all starts here your external world is reflected from your internal world and I think we spend so much time trying to shift and move the pieces of the puzzle around us the external things mm -hmm. but we don't actually turn our gaze inward and it, it honestly really starts that just starts there that's all I can I can say yeah I love that and I think you know, in, in that journey too, is like, there are some things that you also begin to let go in your external as well. Yeah. Like I came from a line of women who ironed the pillow sheets, I mean, or, and cleaned the oven once a week. I mean, if you've got time to, and had kids, like four kids and like grandkids and were parts of like um, church communities and like, I'm just thinking, wow, like, I'm going to choose to let this external reality go in terms of maybe things are a little messy, a little disordered, a little out of line, maybe not everything's in its home. But in doing so, I also give myself the permission to sit with the parts internally that are calling for harmony and integration. And I'm just curious if you feel called or connected to perhaps even speak into that like a little bit more. I feel like this is a relatively new concept that I've been journeying with in terms of studying internal family systems yeah. and reading this bomb ass book called No Bad Parts. Mm -hmm. But yeah, by Richard Schwartz, if anyone's keen. Um, but I would love to hear what your lived experience is around this and, and if you would feel open to kind of speak life into something you're bringing in to the harmony of who you be as a part of you. Mm. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's something that I'm kind of only recently starting to explore as well. But um, I think the main the main learning from what I've kind of discovered so far is that every part of us has a purpose and there there are, I haven't read that book so I don't I haven't I haven't looked into this from a scientific face yet so I don't know the terminology and things like that but um every part has a function purpose um and you know, all have a little person within that doesn't go away ever so for me it's about discovering what those parts are um and again, coming back to that curiosity, um, trying to see, so looking at my behavior um, and, and, and asking myself, why do I do that? Which part of me is in the driver's seat 
and needing to fulfill or be seen or be heard and which is causing me to do this and I think that it's crazy because you can start to come back to that like oh well I need to fix that I need to change that part of me that part of me is really bad that part of me causes me xyz that part of me um or even to the point where you'll end up saying something like I'm really bad with money or I'm, I'm this. And you make this I statement about yourself, which is a blanket statement. And it's like, hold on, hold on a second. A part of you is bad with money. A part of you is X, Y, Z. Um, and the coolest kind of discovery I've made is like, okay, so part of you is bad with money. Great. So we don't put that part of you in charge of money. We that is game changing. We put that part of you in charge of something that it is going to be better at. So it's like, you're not trying to remove parts. You're not trying to push down parts, but you're actually putting the pieces in a place where it's going to help you rise to your potential. So even like things like I, I, I stay up late quite a lot. I resist sleep. I'm a sleep procrastinator, even though I'm sleep deprived to go figure that doesn't make any sense, but here we are. Yes. Um, and I realized I'm like okay why do I do that and it's because there's a part of me which feels really creative at night when <sighs> everyone's asleep when it's quiet when I'm not waiting for my next appointment or I know I don't have to go pick Izzy up in an hour I know that there's this whole like 12 hour span ahead of me where it's quiet and it's dark and this part of me comes alive at that point so it's finding ways in which to support the different pieces of you so that you can give them what they need in a way that is not harmful for you. Mm. Yeah, that's kind I of- I love that. It's trying not to shame and push away the parts like, oh, I must go to bed at nine because I'm really sleep deprived. It's like, well, how can we compromise here? How can we give these pieces what they need or find another outlet for mm -hmm. that part of you? Mm, yeah wow yeah I'm feeling so seen <laughs> like last night I was like in total flow like and so tired you know but just like the freedom and spaciousness and what gets unlocked in an evening for me is like what like a rhythm and because I also take medication the mornings and kind of like coming into the day but it's also a chicken and egg right but the mornings and coming into day I've always kind of felt gluggy and slow so that's so interesting I'm going to get curious after this and maybe do some journaling on that part of me that loves the evenings and seeing where else they may be able to feel what wants to be felt during the week mm -hmm. yeah during business hours yeah <laughs> during business hours <laughs> not sure what that is when you're a, a, a solo mom and an entrepreneur I'm like is that 24 7 like, uh, no. I think my dream hours are 24 7 <laughs> something I've been playing with is is setting an intention before going to bed and um playing with it in my dreams is that something that you do I love that I I am not at a point where I feel like I have any lucid dreaming, like any, yeah, I don't feel like I'm at a place where I have any conscious control in my dreams yet. That's a whole nother thing, which I am mm. for, mm. but I'm open. Like, like, man, if that started happening, I'd be like, cool, let's explore this. Yeah, that's cool. 
yeah my my ritual at the moment before I go to bed is to hand it all over to God source universe spirit Mm -hmm. and say um I surrender I let go what would you have me know and then you know drift off see what happens it's yeah I'm going to try that I'm going to try that tonight can't wait to hear how that goes (laughs) Um, Okay, well, as we come to a close, I feel like we've gone through so many potent and powerful spaces and you've brought through so many incredible insights as well as practical things that people can pick up and try on and perhaps even have a resonance with, which has been beautiful. And as we come to a close, I'm just wondering, like, is there anything on your heart that you feel called to speak into, there's a message, a reflective question, Mm. um, an invitation that you want to leave people with in terms of the new paradigm of leadership? Mm -hmm. Something that has come up a lot for me the past few days, and I've found myself in multiple conversations and interactions and situations where this has been so... um, applicable to the situation and it's just a small quote um, but this kind of really keeps me going and it's that the day you plant the seed is not the day that you will eat the fruit Mm. and I just feel like if you can keep that hold the vision like that that card said hold the vision um, get your machete out plant the seeds and and trust the process and be patient um Mm. I feel like that's something that I'm really practicing at the moment with everything that I'm holding and juggling and starting to yeah delve into Mm, I love that I love that so much such an invitation for patience and I think in our um instant gratification culture like uber eats and tinder and social media it's like such a stretch to practice patience I mean we just want it now and we get it now so I love that you've presenced this thank you so much and just really wanting to honor you for your first podcast episode I have no idea this is bomb (laughs) Um, yeah I love it thank you so much for opening your heart and your mind and being so generous with the highs and the lows of your experience um if people want to connect with you and what's the best way for them to do that um totally up to them my business name is mk yoga um so i have a website i have a facebook page my instagram handle is m kendall underscore underscore um so yeah i'm just here and i love connecting and interacting and engaging with people so Amazing. Thank you. I will put that in the show notes. And that's it for this episode. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in and we will connect next time. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action leaves you where you were before this episode. So gift yourself this moment for change. If you've enjoyed the episode, please review the podcast. It really helps us grow the reach. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, 
please slide into my DMs on Instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore Rose. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.